You're listening to Lead by Example with Dr. Omega, a podcast for all leaders. This podcast is designed to help all leaders enhance their leadership skills and build leadership capacity. And now, here's your host, Dr. Omega W. Wilson, CEO and founder of Innovative Strategies Consulting, LLC, educational consultant, leadership development coach, and breaker of glass ceilings. Hello, hello, and welcome to today's episode of the Lead by Example podcast. I am Dr. Omega Wilson, and today I have an amazing guest with me, an absolutely amazing guest, which I'm very, very proud to have with me. None other than the mayor of the city of Richmond here in Richmond, Virginia, Mayor LaVar Stoney. Welcome, Mayor Stoney. Hey, Omega. Thanks for having me. Thank you for being here. I really appreciate you being here. I'm going to go ahead and just jump right on in. And I'm going to ask you if you will please, please, please enlighten these people and tell them a little bit about yourself. Tell them where you're from, where you went to school and all that good stuff. Why don't you share? All that great stuff. I'm the mayor of the great city of Richmond. I'm the 80th mayor of the city of Richmond. Uh, They say I'm the youngest mayor elected in its history. I got elected when I was 35 years old. I'm 41. Previously, I served as secretary of the Commonwealth in Governor Terry McCall's cabinet. I was the youngest individual to serve in his cabinet. I'm the first black to serve as a secretary of the Commonwealth. Prior to that, a career in campaign politics. I ran campaigns, ran the Democratic Party of Virginia when I was 26, making me one of the youngest in the country. I graduated from James Madison University. Go Dukes. Go Dukes. My son is a graduate of JMU. I know. Go Dukes. Go Dukes. Prior to that, I grew up in the Hampton Roads region of the state, raised by my grandmother and my father, first enough for my family to graduate from high school. So, uh, you know what, uh, Omega, I feel very, very blessed to be serving as the mayor of Richmond, the uh, former capital of the Confederacy. What a blessing. No small feat at all. I remember our first encounter where you shared that same information about your grandmother and all. Do you remember our first encounter? I remember, yeah. On the I stage of Heritage High and then we met successively after that pretty quickly, yeah. I remember. Yeah. I was like, yeah. Yeah. oh, she's around town all the time. She's, <laughs> she's engaged. She's involved. So it's yeah. just apropos that we do this today. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And also, you, you you left out some very important information. Some con- congratulations in order. Oh, that's Thank right. You. That's right. I, and also, also <laughs> recently engaged. Recently engaged to uh, the love of my life, Brandy Washington. Now, a little bit over a month into our engagement, I proposed on February 22nd, 2022. So I tried my best to make it memorable. Yeah, I love it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I do remember seeing it on that date. And I'm like, oh, this is awesome. This is awesome. (laughs) Mr. Mayor, I'm going to jump right on in here and ask you just a few questions. First of all, thank you for your service. Thank you for what you're doing. And have done here in the Richmond area. You've blessed so many people. You've led by example, of course. And I know that it has not been easy during COVID. It hasn't been easy, period. But specifically during COVID, I mean, you've had to overcome quite a bit. Why don't you share with us or can you share with us some of the things that you've had to overcome? Or what did you learn during COVID as far as leadership is concerned? There is no playbook, no learner's manual, anything of the sort when it comes to how to deal with a worldwide pandemic when it lands on your front doorstep. When I became mayor in 2017, I had no belief, idea that I would be having to deal with a pandemic, an economic downturn, and also a civil unrest. 
Mm-hmm. Never thought that those three things would be on my plate in the eight years I would serve as mayor. But sure enough, it arrived. And if you weren't ready, you had to buckle up. Yeah. And so what I've learned during all this is you have to adapt. Uh, although we couldn't do it in person, we had to adapt to how we deliver services, how we responded to incidents and how we continue to govern the city. And so there was a time that we had to ask for people to close their businesses and close their doors, telling folks to stay home. But we learn so much over time. I think that's the key to leadership as well, is that you have to be able to adapt and you have to be flexible as well. I'm not one, I'm not a believer in rigidity, right? There's some folks who say, I'm this way, I'm always going to be this way, and you can't do anything about it. Right. And I'm never going to compromise. I'm just going to be rigid in my beliefs and my values. And I'm never going to compromise. I believe now more than ever, we need more leaders who are willing to be flexible to say, you know what? I've learned information. Now with this knowledge, I can make different decisions than I could have made maybe two years ago. Mm -hmm. For instance, we Mm -hmm. did not know. We didn't have a vaccine. We didn't have any therapies. We didn't know how this disease was really transmitted. So we closed everything down. Now we know that you can actually continue to have school and you can do it safely, right? Mm -hmm. By putting the mask on or whatnot. These are things that we picked up on. So, you know, Maya Angelou said it best. Do the best you can until you know better. But once you know better, do better. Do better. And to me, that's, that's leadership right there. Man, Sonia, I love that you talked about the flexibility because in this day and age, Even before the pandemic, you had leaders who were not flexible. A lot of people don't even understand what that means. What can you explain that for the people who not just the leaders, but for the people who really don't understand how to loosen the reins a little bit and be a little bit more flexible? What does that mean exactly? I personally believe that rigidity has been detrimental to our democracy, just our climate in general when it comes to just where America is today. We get politicians, leaders on both sides, on the left and the right, who've dug in so deeply because they're controlled by their party apparatus or I'd say the extremes on both ends. And we can never find a compromise to move the ball forward. Now, Omega, you've had a, a business career. You understand that in business, what they do is they're not that rigid. They recognize that, oh, wait, the market's changing. So I have to shift with the market. Mm-hmm. I think there's an unwillingness mm-hmm. of leaders, particularly in the political realm and mm-hmm. space, to shift with new information that comes before you, right? And it's the information that can be smacking you in the face. Yeah. And there are some folks who say, I'm so dug in, I'm not even going to entertain mm-hmm. a compromise. I'm not going to entertain collaboration. Mm-hmm. I'm dealing with the same thing right now here, locally here in Richmond with the school board, whatever, where there's room for compromise, particularly yeah. when it comes around our kids or the unwillingness to do so because of whether a personal animus or just, you know what, I just want to ignore. The problem I think right now, Omega, is that we ignore facts yeah. way too much. A doctor says you should put a mask on because it could stop the transmission of the disease. That doctor doesn't know what he's talking about. Mm-hmm. Right? Mm-hmm. This, this person went to school for six, seven years yeah. <laughs> yeah. after yeah. graduating, and now we yeah. don't want to believe them. To me, that's just unbelievable to me. Mm-hmm. So, you got to be able to adapt to the situation, right? Or I just think, yeah, you could be around for a long period of time being so rigid in your ways. Well, what kind of real progress are you creating for mm. not just yourself, but for the people who look up to you to lead? I love that. John Maxwell always says that if you are a leader and no one is following you, you're just a person taking a walk. And that's what happens a lot of times when people don't adapt when they're so rigid. 
they fall into a compartment of failure and they don't even realize it. Mayor Sonia, right. you know, I'm not telling you something that you don't know that they fall into failure. Unfortunately, in the political realm, politicians get in trouble for being flexible. Right. Yeah. Oh, you, you flip flopped on. Yeah, 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 like, yeah. Oh, I, I didn't flip flop. I actually went home and read a book. Yeah. 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 <laughs> and implemented what you read. Exactly right. Great leadership, which is great leadership, to be honest with you. You have to change sometimes. And people mm-hmm. fail to realize that because they just want to be by the book. And it doesn't mean that being not being by the book is that you're doing something immoral. But like I was saying about failure, a lot of people fail to realize that when you fail, you should fail forward. That's you right. Know, I'll speak on behalf of educators not to bash us or anything, but we've done a very good job of making people feel that failure is wrong, which is horrible. It's wrong. F, F, F means that you failed and it's bad. But mm-hmm. I believe that when you fail, as John Maxwell said, you should fail forward. Use it as a learning lesson. Talk to us about some things or how has failure helped to shape your political career? I see failure as just a part of the process, mm-hmm. right? When I talk to young people, I tell them all the time that there are going to be obstacles in your way. There are people who wake up every day who are going to seek to throw those obstacles in your way. And so when you do trip, because here's the thing, you are going to trip. You're going to trip. You're going you're to have to fall forward. And you have to outsmart these obstacles as well. Now, the person who puts these obstacles in your path, let's say you were to trip and fall and fail. The question is how you get back up. Oh, yes. Because if you get back up and turn around and walk the other way, the person who sought out to put those obstacles in your way, they win. Mm. And so if you get up and say, you know what? I won't go that direction next time. I might go around it. I might go underneath it. I might go above it. You outsmart them, and mm-hmm. that frustrates mm-hmm. the enemy, mm-hmm. the hater, mm-hmm. the opponent, I think. And so to me, that the opponent is hoping that you give up, yeah. that you take your ball and go home. Yeah. And instead, you have to get back up and go around that obstacle. To me, that's the, that's the growth mindset. I failed this test, but tomorrow I'm going to get a B. The mm-hmm. fixed mindset is, I'm a failure and I always will be a failure. Yeah, yeah. And my father never graduated from, from high school. He never went to college, never sit down and had a, went to any of these leadership courses and whatnot. But he always told me that I'm better than what I was yesterday. Mm-hmm. Right? I've always believed that any room I've walked into, I can compete with those who are in that room. I don't care what walk of life this individual how much money they come from or who their father or their uncle was. I believe that any room I walk into, I can compete. When people walk in this office and they see that degree, it says J.S. Madison University on it, mm-hmm. I want them to know that I have the same thing that you have, That's a college right. degree. That's right. That's right. I love it. I love it. It's all about mindset. Mindset is huge for me. I that's do right. a cohort with aspiring administrators, and that's module one, mindset, because so many people allow all these voices and different things to get in their head. I keep referring to John Maxwell. I think you know I'm on the John Maxwell yeah. team, but one thing that he always talks about is that the hardest person to lead is yourself. Simply right. because we hear all of these voices and we allow people to get That's in right. our head. Oh, mate, oh, mate. You, doesn't your son play football? He did, he yeah. Play football, yeah. right? For James Madison. And, yeah, right. And so my father taught me when I, when I was in the weight room, for instance, mm. he said, if you try to go bench press, right, and you get underneath that weight, and if you have your mind made up and says, I'm not going to be able to lift that, yeah. you're not going to be able to lift that weight. Right, That's right. You're not going to be able to bench press that weight. Yeah. But if you go in there and say, like, I'm about to get this, I'm about to, I'm I'm about to, get to push it. this weight up in your mind. Yeah. So I, I agree fully with you that you've got to have the right mindset 
walking into these rooms, walking into these situations, walking into your relationships. Yes. The yes. right mindset matters. It matters. Mayor Sony, you've referenced a few people who have been instrumental in your walk, your grandmother, your father. Talk to us and tell us who has helped to shape you in leadership and talk to us and tell us how they helped you. I mean, I don't know how many people you can give credit to, but shout, <laughs> them, out. shout them out. I want to know. Well, you know, I've had great opportunity to work for a number of political leaders as their advisor, their strategic advisor in the past. I worked for Governor McAuliffe before he was governor and helped him become the governor of the Commonwealth. And I'll say he played a role in shaping how to lead as well. You know, I was his right hand mm-hmm. person for many years. So mm-hmm. I had a, a front row seat at all of the work that he did. And so what he taught me is that there's nothing wrong with being direct and a little bit tougher. I've always subscribe to you catch more flies with honey, yeah. which is true. You do. Yeah, uh, but sometimes you have to be tough. Yeah. You have to be direct. Mm-hmm. You have to let folks know that you're serious, right? Mm-hmm. And you have to let folks know that, you know, you know what they may have said. You have to call them out sometimes. And I didn't have that part of my leadership approach before I met him. And he sort of, I think, strengthened me wow. in that way. When I was 26, I worked for uh, Dick Cranwell who was the former House Majority Leader here in Virginia, he sort of empowered me to just lead. And not he wasn't a micromanager. And I've not been a micromanager in my time as well. My job is about empowering those around me. First, yeah. you've got to get the right people That's around right. you, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. Get the right people around you and empower them to do the job. When I first became mayor, I fell into a little trap because you're ambitious, you get all these goals. You just ran this campaign. You made a lot of promises. And so yeah. I realized after six months that I can't be the director of public works. That's I right. can't be the director of parks and recreation. Mm-hmm. I can't be the person who runs the police department. Mm-hmm. I can't be the fire chief all at the same time. Mm-hmm. I have to get the right people around me to do those jobs and for mm-hmm. them to do it well. My job is to ask the tough questions. Yeah. The questions that make them uncomfortable because my job is believe if in this office right now, I ask you the questions. So when you get out there in public, when an activist, a resident, a member of the press asks you those questions, you're ready to go. Uh-huh. Right. We're all on the same team. Uh-huh. And so if you fail to give the right answers, you fail to, to do the job, that comes back to me. The buck at the end of the day stops with me. It stops right here. And you said a lot that was really, really important. I love the fact that you said getting the right people around you. Yes. You know, that's huge. That's huge. And and here's the thing, Omega. Now that I'm in my six years mayor, there are a lot of new mayors who've been elected places like Cleveland and Pittsburgh. And I find myself coaching them up uh, as the 41 year old mayor, you know, still the the youngest mayor in in Richmond, but coaching them up about how you got to surround yourself with the right people. Yeah. And then you got to think about things like, you know, what's the right way to get these right people? Yeah, 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 yeah. That's what I was going to ask right? you. How do you, do you give that? everybody a pink slip yeah. and say, everybody reapply? Or do you strategically pick out the folks who, okay, okay. There's some things I did when I first became mayor and I'm like, you know what? I might want to, um, I would have done that differently, right? I'm a believer in continuity, believer in stability. And so I chose to keep certain people for that reason. But looking back at it, maybe it might be better to shake it up a little bit. Yeah. Your mark on the situation. Mm-hmm. I love that. I love that because so many people get in sometimes and they either pull the trigger too quickly or they don't pull it at all. That's right. And to me, that is a sign. Right. Yeah. When I see presidents of higher ed institutions and other places, CEOs coming and they don't bring their people in. 
and they just roll with who who's already around there. I'm just like, mm. yeah, something's not right. So it is a balance, really, right? Like you can't give, yeah. you can't just, you know, carpet launch fire everybody. Yeah. And you can't keep everybody as well. Mm-hmm. You have to be mm-hmm. strategic about who are the right people I want to surround myself. With. If you had to name three words to describe you and your leadership style, what three words do you think someone would use to describe you? Well, you know, Omega, I know you do a lot of work in the education space. I do. So one of my friends said he wrote a paper about how active, positive leadership, and it's usually applied to higher ed leaders, mm-hmm. but he applied it to elected officials. You could be passive negative or active negative, yeah. right? There's some politicians who are active negative. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Oh, the former president, active negative, right? Yeah. You know, who's yeah. out front, but also yeah. just a negativity to all those who are around him and his work. I believe I'm an active, positive leader. I love it. So I would use the word active, positive, and I would say bold. Wow. Bold, because I believe that fortune favors the bold. Mm. And you know what? It goes back to failure. When you're bold, you're going to fail sometimes. Yeah. In your bold approach, you can't be reckless. And that's where it comes to the flexibility Mm. of being willing to take in new information and yeah, new yeah. knowledge, right? Because someone could say, oh, uh, Mary, take down those monuments. But guess what? You got to know the law. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> right? Yeah. You can't just be reckless and say, oh, we're just going to do this tomorrow. Yeah. And then, you know, right. people all around you going to jail and they're like, what does that do for the agenda? That's right. right? What does that's that do right. for the mission? Because yeah. we're not just here just to do one thing. We're mm-hmm. here to do many things. Many. That's right. And so the longevity of, of your time, whether you're a CEO, whether you're a mayor, that matters. Mm-hmm. That matters. So you have to be active, you have to be positive, and you have to be bold. Mayor Sonny, I, I don't know if it's one of those words, but what would you consider to be your greatest strength in leadership? I think my greatest strength when it comes to leadership is my willingness to listen. Well, first, you have to listen to many different sides, right? A lot of folks get in trouble for, for groupthink, I think, yeah, right? Yeah. They only, only surround themselves with, with yes people and people want to tell them they're great or tell them that their ideas are great. And that there's no one who is oppositional in yeah. their circle. Yeah. I think sometimes you need someone in your circle to say, I think that's crazy. I think 100%. that's just a dumb move. I think from the outside looking in, people always believe that leaders are surrounding themselves with folks who are of like mind and, mm-hmm. and are going to tell them what they hear. Mm-hmm. But I personally surround myself with people who are intellectually gifted, but are willing to say, I disagree, yeah. right? Because I gain nothing from someone saying yes, yes, yes to everything. I need someone to say to me that that's just the wrong approach. Yeah. Why would we do that? Mm-hmm. And a lot of times I'll tell you, Omega, I start somewhere and the people around me uh, allow me to move like, okay, we were here. Yeah. We shifted to here because there's more gain here or there's less problems in the future yeah. if we go this direction, right? Like, because mm-hmm. you can pick one direction and you'll be dealing with that decision for, you know, for, 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 for years. years. You pick another direction, you can achieve what you were going to do in that, right. but it's less problematic. So mm-hmm. sometimes you got to have folks who are somewhat oppositional. Sometimes. Yeah. That's yeah. Okay. And that's, I really believe that that's a sign, a good sign of a great leader, because a lot of people want people around them who are going to say what they want to hear. And what you just described is someone who can have your best interest at heart. They might say something that's going to make you uncomfortable, but it's all about growth. It's all about growth, as you stated earlier. That's right. What is one of the or the toughest thing that you have dealt with during your leadership as the mayor of Richmond? And from that answer, 
what advice can you give to another leader who may be dealing or have dealt with the same thing? Well, I think the toughest thing I've dealt with is that June of 2020. Yeah. Yeah. Right. After the, the murder of George Floyd. Yeah. We had social unrest here in the city. It's the height of the pandemic as well. Folks were essentially, you know, isolated. And then all the eyeballs were on TV, on the oh, computers, yeah. all those phones. And they saw what happened to George Floyd and people took to the streets. And Richmond had never seen anything like that before. Never. Mm-mm. And when I stepped out on those steps in front of City Hall, people said, did you know what you were going to say? Like, I had an idea what I wanted to say. I didn't get a chance to say all the things I wanted to say. And I'll admit, I dealt with nights of going to bed at four or five o'clock in the evening because of what was going on in the city at the time, vandalism and and the rioting that was occurring. So I was dehydrated. I had not eaten. I had not slept. It was a very, very difficult time for me. And, And then I did that on the steps right there. Two officers were shot the night before. It was just, My um, God. but as, as you know, I'm bringing a little religion here. The Lord doesn't give you more than you can handle. Mm-hmm. And what you feel like you should do when it feels like folks are rejecting you and they're not one day want to listen to you. Mm-hmm. Folks are calling for my resignation. You want to withdraw. Mm-hmm. Right? You want to repel. Mm-hmm. But I realized that this was not the time to withdraw. This was the time to actually to lean back in. Obviously, you want to be safe about it, right? So yeah. I had to change the way I handled my public safety. You know, it took another mayor telling me this the other day. I said, I just didn't, in the moment at that time, I did not feel good about what I was doing. Hmm. After it was over with, I just felt like, boy, this is, you know, because it was a very polarizing event. I had a number yeah. of aunties and grandmothers who, who called me up and said, I don't ever want to see you in a situation like this. But I look back at it now and people say like, I thought you did the right thing. Yeah. I, yeah. said, I, I guess I could have released a statement or whatever. Instead, I went right out there and put myself right in the middle of it. And as I stated earlier, the buck stops with me. Yeah. But there was something that was wrong. I want to apologize for what happened that was wrong. The easiest thing at that moment, Omega, would have been to give folks the red meat that they wanted. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Right? yeah. We're going to do this. We're going to fire yeah, these yeah, people. Yeah. We're going to do yeah. all those. But I knew that was not prudent. I mean, that's not the prudent way. Like, I knew that that's not going to solve anything. That's right. It's not going to solve anything. 100% right. And so uh, it's sometimes hard to watch. But when I think about it now, I'm, more, I'm proud of myself for not caving in and That's giving right. folks the red meat that they wanted, right? You know, oh, we want this scalp. We want that scalp. Yeah. I, I didn't do that. And it's taken some time for me to accept that and be receptive to the fact that I did something that, you know, actually at the time did not feel good. But looking back at it, I'm glad I didn't. And yeah. didn't do it again. I'm very thankful to have you as our mayor, and it could have gone a number of different ways. So this wasn't something that was scripted. It wasn't something that was planned. It wasn't something that was organized. It came out of the blue. You didn't know that, you know, it was going to happen. And as you stated, it could have gone a million different ways. You could have gone, you, you could have done a million different things. So I'm thankful as a leader from one leader to another that you did not retreat. You know, we've seen leaders who have done that and you've mm-hmm. had people out on the front making excuses as to what was wrong with them. Somebody could have said you had COVID and you couldn't get mm-hmm. up and talk or whatever. You know, you could have had your own meltdown, which I'm sure, right. you know, as leaders, we do. Mm-hmm. You know, we're human, too. But human. Yeah. you stayed on the front line, which was That's strong. Right. That was strong medicine right. to give to someone. And, 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 right. and, you know, we got through it. We got through we it. We got through it. And I think for all with leaders. Leadership. That's right. We got we got all realized that. Some days do feel dark and they feel lonely, may feel lonely sometimes, but 
don't despair. We will get through this. That's right. We will get through this. That's right. If you have any piece of advice that you can give to leaders in the world, not just during COVID, but as we're coming out, as we have been in, we don't know what we're getting ready to face next in life. What advice can you give to leaders to keep going? Yeah, there's a lot of uncertainty in the world right now. And not maybe in your household, maybe in your community, maybe in, in your state, certainly in the world as we see all the images on TV right now. I think this is the time for bold leaders, yeah. folks who are willing to take us. Here's the thing. There's always some risk involved in mm. leadership. I, I think about the entrepreneurs out there who hang a shingle out there, mm. right? It's one of the most courageous and bravest things you can do is start your own business, right? Because you're saying, mm. I'm going to take on all of this liability, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. These people's lives, they're making sure that they're paid so their families are, are fed. Mm-hmm. And then when you are a leader, like a mayor, you're also taking on, it's a bold and courageous thing to do to just put yourself out there and run for office, right? And when you think that you're having this, the worst day in your life, the yeah. worst day that the city's ever going through, I think about what's going on in Ukraine right now. I thought that the June of 2020 was the worst time ever for yeah, me. Yeah. But then you think about the mayor of Kiev and the mayor of all these, Euro- wow. these Ukrainian countries and what they're going through. Yeah. It could yeah. always be worse. So you have to remain yeah. positive. That yes. positive mindset that we talked about, uh, Omega, remain positive and be a part of the solution and don't be the problem. Yeah. Right. Cool. Don't be active negative and be just actively the problem. Yeah. Be actively the solution yeah. to the problem. Yeah. Right. Yeah. I think that's what folks are looking for. Folks are obviously in this uncertainty have withdrawn from government or said that the government is of no use to me. These institutions are old and outdated. Let's try something new. Mm-hmm. This is where that leaders, men and women can step in the gap and show right. people that, you know what, government is still of some use mm-hmm. and I want to be the solution to that's the problems. Right. The solution. right? That's, that's, that's what I believe we need. Thank you. Thank you. That was strong. I love it. Be the solution and not the problem. That's right. Mayor Stoney, those were all the questions that I had. This is a time where I'm going to ask you if there's anything that you would like to share that I did not cover. Any upcoming events that you have? I know you do something strong in the summer with the Mayor's Youth Academy, I believe it is. And I apologize if I said the name wrong. Anything you want to share with us that I missed or did not ask? Please share, sir. Thank you for giving a shout out to, for the Mayor's Youth Academy. We are still hoping for folks to sign up there. I just want to say this. The pandemic has been tough on everyone. Yeah. And believe it or not, we are still in a pandemic. But I want folks to know worldwide. Mm. that Richmond has weathered this better than many places have. And so if you want a place to, you know, this is a Zoom world now that you can actually remotely work, whatever. This is a great place to live. This is a great place to work. This is a great place to raise a family. So if you're looking for a a, a new chapter in your life, check out Richmond, Virginia. Check out Richmond, Virginia, where the mayor is Mayor LeVar Stoney, leading by example. Mayor Stoney, again, I want to take this time to thank you for taking time out of your busy schedule to talk to us and to share. Please continue to lead by example as you have done thus far. We really appreciate the work that you have done. Let me back up and say the hard work that you have done. We don't take it for granted. We know that you are out there on the front line and we really appreciate all that you have done for the city, all that you're doing and all that you're going to do. Continue to lead, sir. Thank you so much, Omega. You're very, very welcome. And of course, you all, thank you so much for listening to Lead by Example. Stay tuned for our next podcast. And of course, if you are in need or in search of any leadership help or assistance, 
with mentorship or coaching or professional development of any sort, please contact me at Omega at ISCLLC.consulting. And I look forward to working with you. God bless you. Thank you for tuning in. And until next time, take good care of yourself.